The material shared within this podcast is for educational purposes only and is based on the personal experiences and learnings of the presenter. Sarah is a Peristeam Plus transanal irrigation system user who has received compensation from Coloplast to provide this information. Each person's situation is unique, so your experience may not be the same. Talk to your healthcare provider about whether this product is right for you. Nothing within this podcast is intended to be used as medical advice or used to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. You should rely on the healthcare professional who knows your individual history for personal medical advice and diagnosis. Please see complete product instructions for use, including all product indications, contraindications, precautions, warnings, and adverse events. Welcome to the Real Talk Bladder and Bowel Conversations with Coloplast Care podcast, where we believe having real, honest conversations about bladder and bowel management can improve wellness, reduce stigma, and foster community support. I'm Brianna, your host, and I'm a Coloplast team member dedicated to making life easier for people with intimate healthcare needs. Let's have a real talk. Over 150,000 Americans live with spina bifida a birth defect that mainly affects the spine and can cause neurogenic bladder and bowel. Sarah was born with spina bifida at the L4, L5, and L5-S1 level, resulting in a neurogenic bladder and bowel. Sarah has been using the Peristine Transanal Irrigation System since 2015 and has recently started using the updated Peristine Plus system. Today, she will share her journey through treatment techniques that ultimately led her to Peristine Plus along with her tips, tricks, and best practices for using the system. Welcome to the Real Talk podcast. Today we're joined by guest Sarah. So to kick us off, Sarah, would you tell us a little bit about yourself? Absolutely. I'm happy to be here with you all. Uh, My name is Sarah. I am 33. I live in Minnesota. Um, I was born with a spinal cord defect called spina bifida um, at my L4, L5, and then also at my L5, S1 level. And I've been using Peristine since about 2015. Wonderful. Well, thank you for being here with us again. We are super excited to have you. So you mentioned you've been using Peristine since 2015, but what treatments or techniques did you try before that, if any, and how did that go? Yeah, because I was born with spina bifida, it's kind of been something that we've kind of been managing my whole life. So there's been quite a few different treatment modalities that we've tried. Um, You know, as I was younger, kind of the main technique that was used was the digital extraction, um, which, you know, was good for giving you maybe an immediate result sometimes, but it didn't really give you any um, guarantee or reassurance that you'd be fine later in the day. I did growing up have some experience using more of like traditional enemas um, and I have very, very uh, not fond memories of having to use those. I remember like having to work up the courage to like flip the switch uh, to have that rush of water. Um, It never worked for me. It wasn't a good fit. It wasn't um, something that was was the right fit for me. So in more recent times, I was more reliant on using Imodium. I was, it was basically the only way I was able to get even a small slice of control. So I really, prior to Peristine, that was really the only thing that was working for me was, you know, large amounts of Imodium. <laughs> and that 
probably isn't good for you over time to be relying on that. Absolutely. Yeah. It was kind of, um, I would, I would be doing it. And like I said, it was the only way to get some control, but at the same time, I, you know, you think about those long-term effects uh, of doing that and it's, it's not ideal. So can you share a little bit about how you learned about Peristine back then, which is now Peristine Plus? Yeah. Um, so I believe I actually was at my primary care provider doing just kind of our regular visit. And we had talked about, you know, bowel management and I had expressed that I wasn't terribly happy with my current program or lack thereof, really. And he proposed maybe sending me to a urologist uh, to talk actually specifically about the Malone ACE procedure. So I really went into that appointment thinking, all right, we're going to talk about surgery. Um, This is going to be, you know, a bigger deal. So I was really excited when this urologist presented me with this more conservative option of using Peristine. I really, you know, at first I, I was, I won't lie and say I wasn't hesitant due to my, my previous experience of using enemas, um, but it was nice to have a non-surgical option to be able to try. Yeah, I feel like it's usually the doctors, that's the first thing that they go to is like the surgical option. So it's good that there was a little bit of step in between Absolutely. so that you didn't have to go that route. Yes, I was, I was happy to try something. So access to Peristine, it kind of varies from state to state and based on your insurance. Can you share a little bit about how you got access to the product? I mean, it sounds like you went to your doctor, but were there any additional steps after that? Yeah, this was pretty easy for me. I feel pretty fortunate um, because my urologist had recommended it. Um, he had uh, been able to prescribe it for me. So getting getting the product was really easy. And if I remember correctly, I actually think I left my first training session with the product in hand, which was really nice. And then, you know, when it was time to reorder, the process was was really easy. I have, um, I've been really happy with my, my medical uh, distributing company that I work with locally. But that thankfully has been a very easy process. So you kind of had mentioned this, the doctor always trains you to use Peristine. Can you walk us through what the training was like and any thoughts on that? Yeah, I wasn't really sure what to expect walking into that appointment, but I remember there were a couple people there. I believe there was maybe a nurse from my doctor's office and then also um, someone from Coloplast, kind of a, a representative. I remember very distinctly there being a model of like a human body where they kind of talked about, you know, where peristine goes, what it looks like when it's inflated, which was really helpful um, to kind of get get a bigger picture of it all. They also kind of walked me through everything, what it what it was like, what the steps were, and then we actually went through that first um, irrigation together, which was helpful to kind of have somebody there um, guiding you through it. That would be reassuring to not just get kind of sent home with this and try to sort through the instructions for use all by yourself. Absolutely. Yeah, it was it was very helpful to have that um, that support. So with any new routine, there can be ups and downs and challenges. Did you encounter any barriers to using the product when you first started? Yes, I did. And I think this is really like we mentioned before that um, frequent Imodium use really came back to bite me in this scenario. I want to say it was probably two weeks before I had a really good flush using Peristine. And I eventually actually in working with one of the Peristine advisors, they advised that I get a KUB, a kidney ureter bladder ultrasound image, um, just to see how backed up I was. And given my 
my history of Imodium usage. And this had been when I had been on Peristine for a while and there was still a significant amount of stool um, that we were trying to, for lack of a better word, for trying to get through um, to get to that place of normalcy. So it was, it was good and it was bad. It was hard to go through those, you know, those, those first few months, but it also, I knew that it was important. I knew that that, that had to get out and likely by the time that was out, I would be able to establish a more consistent, predictable routine. How long did it take to get used to and kind of get into that good routine? Yeah, I would say it was probably a good three or four months before I felt like I, um, at least before I felt like I had kind of built up that routine and that consistency. So uh, it, it was a while, but like I said, I, I think it was years of <laughs> years of things that we were working through. And it, it, it's hard to think about that there was, you know, the, to think, you know, I'm only 33. And if I hadn't started using Peristine, you know, where would I be in 10 years? Where would I be in 20 years? So glad that we were able to get it under control now. Yeah, for sure. Usually Peristine does get easier and faster also with time. So could you tell us a little bit about how often you use it now and about how much time does it take out of your day? Yeah. So when I first started using Peristine, like you mentioned, it did take a little bit longer um, just as I was learning it. When I first started using Peristine, I was using it at night. It gave me a little bit more comfort in knowing that I was home after doing my irrigation to make sure that I had access to a toilet. As I got a little bit more comfortable with Peristine, I transitioned to doing it in the morning, which was preferable for me. Um, just works a little bit better with my schedule. As of now, I am doing Peristine every other day in the morning. Um, I'm working, you know, with my team to, to decide if we want to change that. It's always fluid, but as of right now, my, my current schedule is every other morning. Um, and I would stay start to finish, including cleanup. It probably takes around 40 to 45 minutes, including that cleanup and the prep. Um, but the actual flush, I typically time out from when I you know, release the balloon to when I feel relatively confident to get off the toilet, I would say is about 25 to 30 minutes. So you have been using Peristine Plus now, which is the new and upgraded Peristine. What features do you like about it? Uh, yeah, I was excited to try out Peristine Plus. Um, I was really happy with the original Peristine unit, so I wasn't quite sure what to expect, but I was pleasantly surprised with some of the new features that were on there. I, like I'd mentioned before, my spinal cord defect is pretty low. So my upper extremities aren't really impacted at all. Um, I have full dexterity and range of motion, but I was pleasantly surprised at the connectors. I liked having a little bit more of that feedback uh, when they're connected correctly. I was also really pleasantly surprised with the dial. They raised up the height of the dial spinner and that's been nice. Uh, often I have to alternate maybe between giving a little air and giving a little water. And that's really helpful to have a little bit more to grab onto to switch between the two. And as silly as it might seem, I think the biggest thing for me was actually the water temperature indicator. I was way off with my water <laughs> temperature, which I should have known. I mean, I, I should have known, but, um, I would say that that's, in all honesty, drastically improved my peristine usage is making sure I'm getting that water at the correct temperature. Um, and it's such a little thing, but it's made a huge difference. 
I don't think that's a little thing at all. I feel like that's my favorite feature because I think getting it wrong on either extreme of the temperature would be very uncomfortable. <laughs> so you yeah. want to get that right. <laughs> and I, uh, you know, on top of it, you know, being more comfortable and feeling better, I've had more successful irrigations when, you know, when that temperature is correct, which makes sense. I mean, you're pumping this into your body. Um, you want it to be at that just just right or close to that right temperature for your body to be able to to create those movements. Um, so that's been big. So it sounds like Paracene has overall improved things as an improvement on taking Imodium or using an enema. How has uh, Paracene and now Paracene Plus made your life easier? That's a really good question. Um, and I feel like I could probably answer it a million different ways. When I think about like bowel control, I think it's something that is really easy to take for granted for individuals that have typically functioning bowel systems. Whereas when you have these challenges, it's something that really kind of rules your day. It's something that's always constantly in the back of your mind. Having spina bifida has presented a lot of challenges. I've had, you know, many surgeries. I wear an AFO on my leg. I, you know, there's a barrage of things that come with spina bifida, but I would say day to day, you know, managing my bowels is the thing that impacts my quality of life the most. Um, so to have a little bit of that control back, honestly, control that I should have had all along, that we all should have, has been huge. Um, the predictability is really, really big. And, you know, just having increased confidence to be able to know that I can get through the day without a disaster <laughs> for, you know, to put it lightly. <laughs> yeah, no, that would enable you to do a lot more things and be active and go into work and not worry about, you know, having a, a situation. So yes. And don't get me wrong. I do, you know, I still have a neurogenic uh, bowel and, you know, paracine didn't fix the fact that I still have a neurogenic bowel. Um, I do still have troubles, but I can say um, that Paracene has definitely decreased those problems and given me a lot more of that control back, which has been pretty powerful. Uh, so you've got a lot of experience using Paracene and Paracene Plus. What tips or tricks do you have for someone who's new to this or new to the product? Yeah, I um, I feel like this has changed as I've kind of grown with Paracene. Um, I know at the beginning, one of my favorite things to do is I would always bring my phone in with me and I would watch an episode of, you know, whatever show I was watching. Um, and it made it made the time go by a little bit faster. That was kind of my fun little it, it made it a little bit more of a of a treat, which is strange to say, but it, it just added something. <laughs> In my previous house, we didn't have a great setup for paracene. I found that that can be kind of a hurdle when you're getting started with paracene is figuring out where do all the things go. Um, you know, there's a lot of material when you're doing paracene, when you're, you know, you've got your catheters, the bags, the wipes, the gloves. Um, and I didn't have great storage at our previous house. So I made a little cart. I think I went to, I don't know, Ikea or Amazon. And I loaded that up with all the things that I would need so I could roll it in. Um, and that was super helpful just to have everything I needed in one spot. Um, I'm grateful now to have a bigger bathroom <laughs> where I have room and I have a little, I have a whole like uh, storage system where I have everything organized. I can grab what I need. That's made things a lot easier. I can say I've traveled with Paristine, which is has been good. It's been great. But when you're kind of put out of that, your normal routine of where things are, 
it throws you for a loop a little bit and it makes you really appreciate having a system in place to to be able to use kerosene. More practically, I have found that actually using a paper plate has been really helpful uh, in the kerosene process. So I'll actually use the paper plate on the floor and when I'm kind of priming the catheter, uh, it just helps kind of keep the mess contained a little bit and then it gives me a bigger target for when peristine's ended and I need a place to place the catheter. <laughs> so using a paper plate has been um, quick, it's been easy, and it's been something that I think has helped a lot along the way. That's great advice. I love the cart idea. <laughs> it worked really well. It, I called it my poop train. <laughs> oh my gosh, I love it. <laughs> it was, it, it's missed, but like I said, it's nice to have a system, but sometimes you have to get a little bit creative. <laughs> For sure. And now, now you've got more space. It does, the parasting does come with the bag. So that would be nice for maybe for traveling, but not yes. so convenient at home. Absolutely. Yes. And the, I do really like the bag that the updated um, Parasine Plus comes with as well. It's a, it's a nice upgrade too, that you don't, you know, it's not necessarily anything to do with its functionality, but it is a nice plus. <laughs> Keeps it all in one place. Absolutely. So what advice would you give to someone who's trying to manage their neurogenic bowel? Yeah, this is a good question. I guess really being open to changes both within yourself and with whatever program that you're using. As I've gotten older, I found myself becoming more open about my bowel care journey. Um, it's, you know, don't get me wrong. I'm not walking down the street telling everyone I know about my bowel troubles. Um, but I have found the sense of, you know, liberation and being more open with those that I know and those that I trust. And now that I'm on this podcast, those that I don't know, <laughs> you know, and from a practical level, I find it easier to be open with people um, and have those conversations before there is a problem. You know, I can think of a very specific example. I, I like I said, I live in Minnesota and we were going up north for a weekend. It was a, a friend, two friends and myself. And thankfully I had, uh, I had a very good relationship with these friends. I'd been very open about what some of those, <laughs> some of the things that, that pop up, they were very aware ahead of time. And sure enough, like clockwork, uh, once, once you get out of that radius of like your comfort zone of home, that's when things tend to happen. And sure enough, that's when, that's when I had trouble and we were in the hotel room and you know, when you're dealing with that kind of thing, the last thing you want to do is have a potentially awkward conversation on top of going, managing <laughs> the mess and the, the pain and the problem. So I found that, you know, having those conversations ahead of time with those people that I, that I trust and I care about has really been helpful for me. And it's given me some of my own power back, you know, being true to where you are in this journey. Um, maybe you're not at a place where you feel like you're ready to talk to other people and that's okay. That's, that's totally fine too. Just don't feel like you're a prisoner to your own body. There's people out there that, that will get it. <laughs> you know, none of my close friends or family have neurogenic bowels, but I'll tell you what, um, I've learned that my troubles aren't unique. <laughs> Maybe I have them more often, but you know, I have friends that have typically functioning, you know, bowel systems that have stories that might rival mine. <laughs> you're not alone. You know, having spina bifida or having a neurogenic bowel might make things more difficult, but you don't have to do it alone. There's going to be good days. There's going to be bad days. When you have those good days, celebrate them. And when you have the bad days, 
try to move on from them. It's easier said than done. It's okay to be mad. It's okay to be frustrated. It's, it's not fair and it's hard, but I will say, ironically, some of my funniest, most fondest stories are about when I've had, uh, you know, an accident or a bowel trouble that's been ironic or funny or silly. Um, you know, again, I'm not necessarily going around to target telling people like, Hey, guess, guess what happened when I was on vacation, but it, it helps me to know in the moment, you know, when things are hard, like in 24 hours, I might laugh at this. Maybe I won't, (laughs) maybe it'll take longer. Um, but I try to find, I try to find the humor in it. Um, the best that I can and know that, you know, there's somebody out there. In fact, probably many people that understand what you're going through, even if it might not feel like it. Definitely. I think those words are going to help a lot of our listeners. So thank you so much. We covered a lot. (laughs) Absolutely. Um, I'm so happy to be here with you guys. Yes, we appreciate it. Thank you for joining us. It's been such a pleasure having you today. Thank you so much. If you have a neurogenic bowel, you may have questions about how to manage your condition and what treatment options are available to you. It can be difficult, and we're here to help. Our Coloplast Care program can share information about managing a neurogenic bowel and help you become confident in your routine. If you have questions about Peristeme Plus and if it might be right for you, call 1-855-605-7594 or visit the website in this podcast description.